Welcome to Empower to Grow, the podcast. I'm your host, Hanan Al-Basha, the business doctor. Following our conversations with empowered women who woke up one day and consciously claimed, I am more than enough. I am worthy. I am empowered to grow. And along their empowering journey towards realizing their own potential and their quest for growth, they became a beacon of hope and guidance for others. May you also find your inner power to grow. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Empowered to Grow podcast. This is your host, Hanan Al-Basha. Today, the universe has spoken, so <laughs> I can't say more than that. Uh, Christina and I met through the universe, through a contact that I got connected to, and this is how it goes. And this is, I love the flow that this causes, because from our first conversation, it was like, we were nodding heads every every time one of us was speaking just because there was so much alignment. And thus, I'm really, really pleased to bring you this conversation because I know there will be tons of takeaways with it. So my guest today is a speaker, author, trainer, lecturer, Christina Geratikis, and um, she's joining us all the way from Australia. So Christina, hi. Hello, how are you? And you're absolutely correct. The universe has nodded in our direction so many times. <laughs> Thank you. I love this. Christine, I always start um, by asking each of my guests on their perspective of what Empower to Grow means to them. When I told you that's the name of the podcast, how does this phrase resonate with you? Very deeply. Um, so I, I often say that we empower the enablers or we're in the business of empowering people to be their best uh, and reach their potential. So empowerment is such a like powerful, no pun intended, words and and it means that it comes from inside Mm -hmm. so it comes from for me from from the I am from the from the me part of who we are Uh, and we can't be empowered without having that sense of empowerment come from come from within us assisted largely by what goes on um, on the outside of us and by those people that we hang around with and also by the tensions that get created you know so sometimes there's there's disempowerment that will lead to our empowerment, which I always find particularly interesting uh, to find out the stories around that. But so the empowerment part is, is very, it's for me, empowerment is a much more, uh, much more important word than power, because if we show power where we're particularly, you know, potentially powering over people, whereas when we're empowered and we're empowering, we're assisting and uplifting. I love that. And and that is so true. And and as you said, it's kind of from your, I want to say you create a well or you delve into a well that's already within you. And that's where you draw from. Correct. Uh, yeah, I love that too. So, and you do, you draw, you draw on that inner strength, you draw on the experiences, you know, whether those experiences are positive or negative, they can all lead into that sense of empowerment and fill you with what it is that you need in order to step forward and stand and stand secure in the space that you want to own. That's that's true. Okay, from from that perspective, then you're not only empowered to grow, but you empower others to grow. So we'd love to delve into your story a bit more and tell us a bit more about that, please. Oh, so I've been so fortunate in my life to have been empowered uh, by many people. Even so, my second grade teacher. Uh, when I was about eight years old, um, noticed that I was feeling a little on the outer. So, you know, I, I have a, a Greek heritage, which at times has been amazing for me. And 
when you're a seven-year-old at school potentially is not that uh, yeah. that wonderful when when you are the minority and, and you're getting, you know, picked on, et cetera. So I had a, a very empowering uh, teacher when I was in the second grade. And one of the one of the most beautiful things she wrote for me was, wherever you go, whatever you do, always paddle your own canoe. And that. at the time, clearly as a, you know, seven, eight-year-old, it kind of went... Phew, a little bit over my head, but I've kept it and I read it. And and as I as I grew up, I grew into um, what her words meant and what they were. And I'll never forget the time where we we had a. It was the first day of school. There was a photographer that came to take photos of you know students on the first day of school, and she selected me to be the one to give her the bunch of flowers. Uh, and there were so many pretty girls in the class, and you know they were always chosen for this kind of thing. But I think she recognised um, what it was that I had been going through um, in in previous years at the school, uh, and and she's and that was such an empowering um, yeah. moment of yeah. my life. And I'll never forget how it made me feel. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the magic of empowering people has come from that. So I will do whatever I can to help other people feel that sense of empowerment and feel that that unique gift. Um, that every single one of us is born with. And I think for me that also comes with, you know, we share 99.9% DNA uh, and that 0.1% is our point of difference. It's our special gift. It's how we are meant to go out and empower others and, and to help, you know, the rest of the world and help other people find their place in that world. And it's that 0.1% yeah. um, that is crucial into bringing us together and creating community. And that's in essence what you do now, as in that is your work and that's everything you're about. Yeah, so we work with we work with executive, we work with startups, um, and it's all about extracting what that is. So if you can if you can define what somebody's purpose is, and and, and I've been very fortunate to have done some work with um with Simon Sinek's team, for example. I haven't actually worked with Simon. I'm very careful to 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 say <laughs> that. Um but you know, uh, particularly Peter Docker, who is um, Simon's right hand man in in Europe, and we have had I've had the pl- absolute pleasure of working with him on a series of of workshops, and that sense of purpose when you find it is quite remarkable, and we all have it, and it all it comes from all the positive, all the negative experiences that we've ever had in our lives, and if you can sort through that, so part of our my work is to help people go, okay, what were the 10 best things that ever happened to you? What were the 10 things, you know, that that you would say were below the line and caused you stress or trauma or, you know, actually caused you to to have feelings of self-doubt, lack of confidence, et cetera. Um, And what we kind of do is we, we balance those, work through them, work through them until we find some kind of resolution for the, for the things that potentially are below the line, but also the gifts that came with the things that are above the line. What were all the lessons from both? How do all those come together to form the jigsaw puzzle of the purpose and that 0.1% of what we what we're here to do? And once you actually nail that, once you realize what it is, once it falls within your body, mm-hmm. um, it's quite a remarkable experience, and it it allows you to stand secure in the space that you want to be. It yeah. allows you to to have the the potential to move forward in that space and to help other people in that particular space. That's you know, true. so there's people doing work in leadership. There's people doing work um, in entrepreneurship. There's people doing work with school children in trauma and in mental health. All these people um, have a, 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 are outward facing in their willingness to serve humanity. 
um, and it's in that outward facing service that we will create the world that we are proud to live in uh, and where we will help people create the best version of themselves that's possible, which is empowering, which is very much filled with that sense of purpose um, right. and helps others. So yes, we do it with executives. We do it with entrepreneurs um, and anybody that we can give that message to, to say, hey, open your mindset, because once your mindset is open, then you become open to the possibilities of what your future holds for you. That's exactly it. And that point, 1% and that alignment to find your purpose is in essence, your well of empowerment. Because when you can draw from your why and you know why you're doing this, you are empowered by default or you remember where to go um, and kind of get from the source again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it does come from like we, we are a, we are a, a body um, who helps our, our intellect, our emotions and our spiritual self move forward. So the, the body is a wonderful vehicle for helping us move all that forward uh, and that's where we do find our essence that's what makes us all unique and that's what you know creates the experience of the humanity and the humane lives that we want to create you know I, I don't I actually don't believe that people are born intrinsically bad yes. um, I think that and and that's a judgment statement and I don't really like making judgment statements but there are some people who cause harm a lot of harm to others and there are people who lift others up we traditionally find that the people that cause harm are the ones who have been harmed. Yes. Um, you know, the bully is, has been bullied, the, the, the abuser has been abused, et cetera. So if we can actually help those people find those gifts within themselves, yes. find that purpose, find that resolve um, to want to make the world a better place. And, and, you know, we all have families. We're all somebody's, you know, son or daughter and then a lot of us are somebody's mother or father or cousin or sister or brother whatever so we all have this human connection yes. and sometimes that connection has been damaged and if we can help people within that purpose um find a resolution or an acceptance it's not even a resolution and and you know we never say to anyone get over any bad experience it's how do we assimilate it how do we learn from it how do we release it so yes. that we are that we can then live in freedom to move forward I love that. So from where you stand right now, what advice would you go back and impart on your 19 year old self? <laughs> it's going to be okay. <laughs> um, learn, like don't ever lose. So I was really fortunate in that one of the very first transformational experiences I had was when I was 19, I was sent to a, um, to a leadership experience and I was very too cool for school to go to this leadership experience and I had an escape plan already plotted you know I was going to fall violently ill on the Tuesday I was going to give it a day fall violently in on the Tuesday you know drive it's myself home cool. because you know, so yeah. I had the escape plan all done right um, and it turned out to be one of the most remarkable experiences of my life and with any leadership program um, it's not about what you learn um, ultimately in the leadership stakes. It's what you ultimately learn about yourself that will make you a good leader and that will help you lead others. And, you know, we, we, we use the term lead from behind and it's so true. It's it's empowering, you know, to, to use the word again, it's empowering others through your own empowerment to move forward and be the best people they can be. And that that is a leader. So we lead ourselves, we lead our communities, we lead our families. At some point we are all leaders. Uh, and so I was really fortunate to have this experience where you know I can tell you by day three I looked in the mirror and I went oh who's in the bathroom with me and it, and it was myself and I didn't actually recognize 
who wow. I, I had I had just changed my perception mm-hmm. of myself in those three days uh, and it was the most remarkable experience so when you say 19 what would I say to my I'd go just take it on and just move it forward. Um, and, you know, it, it's been, so that was one of the main reasons yes. um, as to why I do what I do now. And mm-hmm. then I had another um, transformational experience in the in the leadership um, field some years later. Actually, I've had a series of them. So one of them was was quite, I thought it was quite bad at the time. I suffered, I was sick. I, you know, I got, I, my doctor actually said to me, if you're not, if you, if you're not on sick leave and I'd never had a sick day in my life, if you're not on sick leave um, on Monday, I'm going to put you in a hospital. That's mm. all my signs were like, you are really sick. You cannot, you know, do do this kind of thing. In the end, it turned out to be um, one of, you know, as things are, and we talked earlier about the universe aligning, Yes, it turned out to be a, a big blessing because it, it actually led me or pushed me onto the path um, that I am now because potentially I might have stayed in this really nice, secure, wonderful, high-paying, you know, position and not left to follow um, what I what I have since followed and what I really love doing. So that was that was kind of a that's how we use the bad experiences to yeah. go, okay, what did I learn out of this, etc. Um, and then I had another transformational experience when I first went to to became involved with Singularity. Um, mm-hmm. University and went to an executive program, uh, and it it completely validated yes. every single piece of imagination, moonshot thinking, um, what I wanted to do, what I actually believed in, my positive attitude, my optimism for the world. It validated that for me and gave me the courage then to take that forward. So you know, it's a series of of transformational events, and that's what I absolutely love creating for other people because I've experienced the power. Um, of them and and what they can do for you and how they can move you forward so that that I guess is my reason for being is to to you know create as many of those opportunities as possible and that's whether you're an executive or whether you're a startup or you know whether you're somebody you know there were days when I was um in a in a tertiary institution and and my my door would just keep opening and people would come in with problems and issues and we'd just go you know, we turn into not counseling sessions because I'm not a counselor, but yeah. we would just turn into conversational sessions where yeah. they felt comfortable enough to trust me with what was going on um, in their lives. And we managed to to work through some of those issues. We would, you know, I would refer them to people that could help them in a more professional way um, than I could, you know, as far as mental health and, and the support that they needed. Uh, but, you know, every single person that you talk to mm-hmm. takes something away from you. So yeah. let them take away something positive from you and let them take away something that makes them feel, even if it's just a fraction lighter um, than when they met you. I like to think of it now um, in retrospect and reflecting on all the experiences I had, as you said, I like to think that every person, every experience, every situation we're put in leaves us with an imprint. And when you're aware of that in the work that you are doing, for example, then you are consciously leaving a positive imprint on someone's life. And as you were talking about your second grade teacher, it that was way back. But that person, that teacher imprinted you so positively that it literally changed the trajectory of your life. And I think now it's become my mission as well is to be very conscious of the energy I'm emitting and the imprints I'm leaving on people. Cause I know that, and especially like, you know, as you said, and I work with startups as well, one statement could make or break someone could make or break their dream, their vision, you know, kind of the impact that they're trying to create in the world. 
And I think that's why it's very important. And that's why I also um, think that it is hurt people hurt people, uh, you know, the saying. And um, sometimes we have to be very conscious that it's not an excuse to hurt other people and to negatively imprint on them because that has such a ripple impact effect that you don't want to have that responsibility. There is so much truth in what you just said. And it can be it can be a throwaway statement that somebody makes that can actually impact you yes. greatly. I remember, you know, my, my father, um, so I, I was, you know, I, I loved studying at school. I had a very curious mind. I still do. I, you know, I'm on this nonstop trajectory of learning. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter, you know, in, in what capacity. Um, but I remember coming home from school and saying to my dad, Dad, I got 98% for my maths test, you know, you know, but because I topped the class in the maths test and I got 98%. And dad said, oh, ha, 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 what happened to the other 2%? Um, jokingly, because he was so proud of, of all my accomplishments. Yeah. And I went into, oh, my God, I'm a failure yep. <laughs> because I didn't get the other 2%. Now, we can laugh about that now, and I have yeah. dealt with that since that experience, but the issues of perfectionism that that gave me and perfection leads to procrastination yes. and the issues of, yeah, perfectionism, procrastination that that left me with for quite a number of years yeah. um, was was quite amazing. And it was a throwaway comment um, from my dad because he was feeling proud because, 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 uh, but that's how I had taken it on at that time. So, you know, and that's not to say that we have to mind every single word because I tell you, I learned from that experience later on. And, and you know, there was something in the unpacking of that experience yes. um, for me when I when I finally realised, you know, where all my perfectionist, you know, tendencies had come from and when I drilled back far enough to, to discover where they had come from, you know, and, and there were great lessons in the unpacking. But we do need to be mindful about how we speak to people. Um, and I do believe that, and that's not to say, like we cannot watch every single word that yes. we say because what he said I took on because of how I was feeling in other I was aspects. Just about to say, it's of your perception life. of it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you know, and perception is a is quite a quite a wondrous thing. <laughs> um but you know, we, we we to to actually so if that positive statement had had that effect on me, just imagine some of the really hateful, hurtful comments that that people hear that then get replicated um, from them to other people that lead us, you know, into not potentially being the the most amazing human that we can be. So, you know, if we do things with love, if our motivation is love and if our motivation is to create better better relationships and to create, you know, a, a, a wonderful planet that is filled with love and hope and compassion and kindness, I have a, I have a colleague who says, do everything with kindness, you know, and she'll measure everything that she does by kindness. Am I doing this with kindness? Did I say that with kindness? Will this program that I'm writing emit kindness? You know, she's a she's a marketer. They do a lot of digital marketing, etc. But she goes, will this program I'm writing emit kindness? Um, so there's a there's a measure, you know, in that. So I think if we measure, or if we set ourselves that benchmark and that sense of purpose, that why, um, then I think we can we affect people in the most positive way that we can. And that's not to say that we're going to affect everybody in the most positive way. Okay. So the other end of the spectrum, your 90 year old self, nine zero, what if she had the ability to send you um, kind of a message in a time machine, what would you like her to thank you for today? Oh, wow. I would like her to thank me for, um, 
for that continuous thirst for knowledge uh, because I do believe it keeps you young. So I hope when I'm 90, I'm still running around um, and playing and learning and reading and even public speaking and maybe authoring a different book uh, and and having that positive impact on, you know, I hope I've got grandchildren by then, I guess, 90. Um, so, and, and so I hope that people, again, the same thing, you know, I hope people walk into a room and feel better walking out of it because we've had a, a, an amazing conversation or they've learned something or um, or even if they've learned how not to be. Um, so I hope to have that, that still have that thirst for knowledge. Um, so I would be thanking myself for that thirst for knowledge, for the self-discovery um, that that I have uh, innately and, and purposefully um, followed throughout my whole entire life. Uh, and I would like her to thank me for being kind and compassionate um, and loving and then acknowledging when I slip up and I'm not quite the kindest, most compassionate, most loving person um, that I could have been. So, you know, that element of forgiveness as well. I hope I can look back and forgive myself for the that. things that potentially my younger self might crucify myself for. Yeah, I love that. As a speaker, that's our last question. Um, you're on a stage and you're talking to tens of thousands of women and the topic is about being empowered to grow. What would be that last message you leave them with? Well, there's so many. Can I make it a really, really long last message? <laughs> I think that, yeah. the, you know, the 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 ability to connect within yourself, so to draw all those aspects of yourself together um, and have faith and, and that belief in yourself that once you've drawn your, your mind and your body and your soul and your heart together, um, that that gives you the strength and that's where you can operate from every day and that you stand secure in the space that you've chosen, that you become outward facing in the messages that you want to, to give people and, and that we leave a legacy, that we're really proud. So each and every one of us is responsible, I believe, for leaving a legacy that we can be proud of. And it's not just you know, the next generation. So it's not the grandchildren that I'm imagining at 90 or maybe I'll have great grandchildren by then. I don't know. Um, but it's not just a great, it's, you know, that our indigenous tribes go, it, a legacy is for seven generations in front of us. It's not just for our children and our, and our children's children. It's what, what condition is the planet in, in seven generations? What are the relationships in seven generations? What kind of society do we have in seven generations time? Uh, and they're the kind of messages that, that everything we do, every, conscious decision that we make and every unconscious decision every unconscious comment that we make affects somebody down the road what is the ripple effect that you want to have yeah. now and for seven generations into the future wow. that's a really long message I love that I I never thought I know I'm personally working on my legacy um in sense of I always thought that I want to be remembered as a person who could summon the sunshine on a rainy day and oh my god that's so lovely yeah. <laughs> thank you Beautiful. and that for me is is kind of how I want to show up in the world and how I want to be remembered but this seven generations that's going to get me thinking a bit more <laughs> about that statement and how the applications of it I love that actually but just imagine if you had that effect on seven generations into the future that you were the, that there was sunshine even on a cloudy day you know, and that we appreciated the cloudy day and the rainy day and the stormy day um, because we know that the sun's 
going to shine through and and its essence in what you're saying is there i think that's a beautiful legacy um to leave and to and to carry forward so oh wow that's that's beautiful <laughs> thank you well christina i know that you know we've we've had the conversation before where we could chat for hours and i want to pick your brain a bit more but i'm going to reserve some of that for the uncharted discussions um thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your knowledge and your energy with us Thank you. And uh, I'm going to, to very much draw the sunshine uh, on one of my windows here and be very grateful for this discussion. Thank you so much. Where can our um, listeners and viewers find you in virtual space or connect with you? Okay. Um, I'm in LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. Um, they can email me. So I will, you know, whatever information that you want. And I welcome communications uh, and I welcome conversations. So I, you know, please feel free to, to put my LinkedIn, my Instagram, I will. Um, my email. It'll be in the show notes. Perfect. Yep. Thank you so much, Christina. And for everyone listening and um, viewing us, wherever you are, um, we hope that you think of your legacy and for the impact you will create for the seven generations to come. But more importantly, how are you imprinting on yourself, on others today? and to consciously show up in the world with this big heart and a lot of kindness and compassion. As always, wishing you a lot of prosperity and abundance and love, and we're going to see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Empowered to Grow podcast. For further engagement with a tribe of empowered women, join my Facebook group, Empowered to Grow, or visit my website, www.hananubasha.com. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, know that empowered you, empowers others. Love, abundance, and prosperity to you all.